Good morning, Alex and friends. Today is Tuesday, June 27th, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Today, in Riverside, California, we can expect a high of 86.7 degrees and a low of 73.7. It's going to be another warm day, so don't forget to stay hydrated and take necessary precautions to beat the heat. Now let's take a look at the stories we'll be covering in today's episode of Alex's News. First up, the Supreme Court has rejected the independent state legislature theory affirming state court's authority in regulating federal elections. This decision could have a significant impact on future election regulations and the balance of power between state and federal governments. Next, we'll dive into a growing trend among employers reconsidering insurance coverage. The popularity of the obesity drug Wegovy has soared, prompting employers to reevaluate their policies and its inclusion in health plans. We'll explore the implications of this shift on individuals' access to obesity treatment. And in the world of politics, Democratic Representative Jamie Raskin is contemplating a Senate run after overcoming cancer. If he decides to take on this new challenge, it could shape Maryland's political landscape and potentially have broader implications on the national stage. These are just a glimpse of the stories we have prepared for you today on Alex's News. Stay tuned for in-depth analysis, expert opinions, and the latest updates on these and other key stories. Our top story today comes from the Supreme Court, which has issued a significant ruling in the case of Moore v. Harper, reaffirming the authority of state courts to regulate federal elections. Joining us now to explain the details is our news reporter, Antoni. Antoni, what can you tell us about this ruling? Thank you, Connie. In Moore v. Harper, the Supreme Court rejected the independent state legislature theory, which argued that state legislatures have exclusive control over federal elections beyond the reach of state constitutions, courts, and governors. The case originated in North Carolina, where Republicans had redrawn the congressional map in a way that was challenged legally. The GOP claimed that the Constitution's Elections Clause gives state legislatures the sole authority to decide on crucial aspects of federal elections. However, Chief Justice John Roberts, writing for a six-three majority, declared that state courts do have the power to review and strike down state legislative actions regarding elections. So, Antoni, what are the national implications of this ruling? This ruling carries significant implications for the entire country. It clarifies the power of state courts to enforce voting rights provisions in federal elections. Advocates for voting rights had expressed concerns about the independent state legislature theory. This theory would have granted state lawmakers exclusive authority to decide critical aspects of federal elections, such as early voting, polling places, mail-in voting, and acceptance of votes for the president. By rejecting this theory, the Supreme Court supports the role of state courts in safeguarding voting rights. Fascinating. Were there any dissenting opinions in this case? Yes, Connie. Justices. Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, and Samuel Alito dissented in this case. 
They argued that the case should have been dismissed as moot due to changes at the state level. According to them, the North Carolina Supreme Court's ruling on the gerrymandered map made the issue irrelevant. However, the majority opinion rejected this argument and stressed the need to address the broader question surrounding the independent state legislature theory. That's an interesting perspective. Does the ruling establish a clear standard for determining when a state court has exceeded its powers in interpreting state laws related to federal elections? No, Connie. Importantly, the Supreme Court's decision did not establish a clear standard for defining when a state court has exceeded its powers in interpreting state laws pertaining to federal elections. This ambiguity could potentially pose future challenges in election cases. However, the ruling does set an important precedent for the protection of voting rights in upcoming elections. It's good to have some clarity on voting rights. Now, Antoni, what about the impact of this decision on North Carolina specifically? While the immediate impact may not be felt in North Carolina, as Republicans have regained control of the state Supreme Court and reversed a previous ruling on congressional maps, this ruling is expected to safeguard the integrity of the 2024 election. By rejecting the independent state legislature theory, the Supreme Court ensures that state constitutions can play a role in protecting voting rights, preventing the concentration of power solely in the hands of state legislatures. Thank you, Antoni, for providing such an in-depth analysis of this ruling. It's truly a significant decision. You're welcome, Connie. It's always a pleasure to discuss these important legal developments. Thank you again, Antony, for your thorough reporting. Welcome back to our morning news podcast. In our second story today, we're diving into the growing popularity of the obesity drug Wegovy, which is having some unintended consequences for U.S. employers. Here to give us more details is our news reporter, Ellie. Ellie, can you tell us what's going on? Absolutely, Connie. The increasing use of Wegovy has caused U.S. employers to reconsider their insurance coverage for weight loss treatments. Traditionally, companies with over 5,000 employees have covered weight loss drugs as part of their insurance plans. However, the high cost of Wegovy and its rising usage are prompting employers to reassess how and when they reimburse such treatments. That's interesting, Ellie. Can you explain why this is becoming a financial concern for employers? Certainly, Connie. In the past, weight loss coverage represented a minimal expense for employers due to the limited effectiveness of available drugs and the availability of cheaper generics. However, the arrival of Wegovy, developed by Novo Nordisk, and a similar treatment called Manjaro has changed this dynamic. Both drugs have shown promising results in helping people lose around 15% of their body weight. However, they come with a hefty price tag of over $1,000 per month. That's quite expensive. How has the increased usage of Wegovy impacted employer-sponsored health insurance costs? Well, Connie, the increased usage of Wegovy has had a significant impact. In just the first two months of 2023, costs for employer-sponsored health insurance have risen by a staggering 250% compared to the entire year of 2022. This sharp increase in expenses is forcing employers to reassess the financial feasibility of providing coverage for weight loss drugs. So what are the potential measures employers might take in response to these rising costs? Employers may feel compelled to take certain steps to curb costs. These could include restricting access to weight loss drugs or implementing additional eligibility requirements. By doing so, they hope to effectively manage the financial burden associated with covering these medications.
however, it's important to note that such measures could limit the number of employees who can benefit from these drugs as part of their insurance coverage. That's a valid point, Ellie. Are there any peculiarities or factors related to this situation that we should be aware of? Absolutely, Connie. It's worth noting that smaller companies are less likely to cover weight loss drugs due to the financial burden they impose. Additionally, the federal Medicare program, which provides health insurance for individuals aged 65 and older, is prohibited by law from covering weight loss treatments. These are important factors to consider when we talk about the accessibility and availability of weight loss drugs. Thank you for highlighting those factors, Ellie. To wrap this up, what kind of concerns or implications are arising from the increasing popularity of Wegovy and the rising costs for employers? The rising popularity of Wegovy and the increasing costs associated with its usage are raising questions about the affordability and sustainability of weight loss drug coverage for employers. It remains to be seen how companies will navigate this issue. Will they look into negotiating lower drug prices or exploring other weight loss interventions to address the growing demand for effective treatments? These are some of the key considerations arising from this situation. Well, thank you so much for giving us the details, Ellie. We'll keep an eye on how this plays out. That's all the time we have for this segment, and we appreciate your insights. Thank you, Ellie. Thank you, Connie. It's been my pleasure to be here and discuss this important development. Welcome back, listeners. We have an interesting story to dive into now involving Democratic Repture Jamie Raskin of Maryland. Today, we have Arnold with us to shed more light on this. Arnold, give us a rundown of what's been happening with Congressman Raskin. Thanks, Connie. Congressman Jamie Raskin, who has been representing Maryland in the House of Representatives since 2017, is contemplating a run for the U.S. Senate following his successful battle with cancer. He's facing a decision between seeking re-election in the House or running for the Senate seat being vacated by Senator Ben Cardin. Raskin has certainly gained recognition recently for his role as the lead House manager during former President Trump's impeachment trial, as well as serving on the House Select January 6th panel. Can you give us more insight into his accomplishments and why he's been influential in Congress? Absolutely, Connie. Congressman Raskin has become a prominent advocate for accountability and justice in the face of political turmoil. His work as the lead House manager during the second impeachment trial of former President Trump showcased his powerful presence and legal acumen. Additionally, his involvement in the House Select January 6th panel, which is investigating the Capitol attack, further solidified his reputation as someone who fights for the truth. It's clear that Raskin's experiences have shaped his politics and priorities. Can you elaborate on how the tragic events of January 6th and the devastating loss of his son have influenced him? Certainly, Connie. The January 6th attack on the Capitol had a profound impact on Congressman Raskin since he personally experienced it. Moreover, the tragedy of his son's suicide in 2020 added to his emotional turmoil. These experiences have shaped his determination to bring about positive change, particularly in the areas of health care for the uninsured and support for families affected by cancer. And speaking of cancer, Arnold, we know Raskin received news in April that he is in remission from diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. That's great news for him. Can you explain how this positive development plays a role in his potential Senate run? Absolutely, Connie. The remission from his cancer has opened up the possibility for Raskin to pursue higher political ambitions. 
He now has the option to choose between seeking re-election in the House, where he has seniority, or running for the Senate seat being vacated by Senor Ben Cardin, which would come with increased influence. It sounds like a difficult decision for Raskin, balancing his current seniority and the potential to become Maryland's junior senator. Any idea when he plans to make this decision? Raskin has set a self-imposed deadline of the 4th of July to announce his decision. This gives him ample time to carefully weigh his options and consider the impacts his choice will have on his constituents and the causes he deeply cares about. Besides his political career, I understand Raskin is also committed to helping children with cancer. Can you elaborate on his plans to make a positive impact beyond legislation? Certainly, Connie. Raskin has expressed the possibility of launching a line of bandanas for children with cancer. This demonstrates his determination to advocate for children's needs, even outside the realm of legislation. It's another testament to his dedication to public service. The outcome of Raskin's decision certainly holds significant implications, both for Maryland's political landscape and the National Democratic Party. Can you expand on what those implications might be? Absolutely, Connie. If Raskin decides to pursue the Senate seat, his candidacy could inject fresh energy and ideas into the Senate while leaving a vacancy in the House that might lead to a competitive race for his current seat. This decision would shape the political landscape not just within Maryland, but also in terms of the broader Democratic Party. As we approach the 4th of July deadline, it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. All eyes will be on Raskin as he weighs his options and seeks input from his constituents, colleagues, and loved ones. Despite the outcome, his journey serves as an inspiration and a testament to his resilience and dedication to public service. Thank you, Arnold, for joining us and providing these valuable insights. Thank you, Connie. It was my pleasure to share the details with you and our listeners. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made with ChatGPT, Eleven Labs, and a program written by you. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.